0: You're listening to the It's Not Your Diary podcast, and I'm your host, Ty. Here, we combine faith, tough topics, and journaling to maintain our wellness through life's everyday struggles and to reach generational healing. So get ready for some deep, eye-opening conversations and get ready to take notes. Remember, It's Not Your Diary because what we journal about affects the generations to come. What are you leaving for the generations that come after you? Don't know? Well, let me help you. Just grab a pen, your diary, or a journal, and let's get into the show. What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's What's in your diary? diary? What's in your diary? What's in your... Hey, I'm back with another episode, another bonus for y'all. I hope y'all doing great, having a great spring. Um, Before we get started, I just want to say thank you so much to all of our new listeners, our new subscribers. If you're new here and you enjoy this episode, please share it with one person and leave us a review on iTunes because I would truly appreciate it. And you can also make sure you're subscribed on our email list at itsnotyourdiary.com. So that is all of our announcements and we're going to go ahead and get into it. So at the, on the last bonus episode, I gave y'all a little rundown of like the eight things that people struggle with in life for their entire lives. And just the fact of thinking about if we don't face them, if we don't take uh, accountability for them, what that will look like for our children, them seeing us struggle with those same things, eventually they might just struggle with them and just having the compassion like exactly where we are and because when we are compassionate with ourselves, we're able to go show that compassion to everyone else. Um. So that was our last bonus and so for this week I really wanted to talk about how, so I was listening to this song and I think I think I did share this song last season. It's Home by Cannon. Um, and in the one part of the song is like every single time people always saw you as their shelter, but you're more. And like that one line just was sticking with me. And so it really just allowed me, like in my time of fasting, to just realize, like, okay, I cannot be everything that everyone else wants me to be. This is, this is where it started. Like, after hearing that song, I really like that one line just kept, it kept ringing in my ear. And I was like, okay, I can only be, I have to accept this. Like, I can only be who God wants me to be and who he needs me to be. This means I can't even be who I want to be because if it was up to me, I would want to be everything. Because why not? If you could be everything, why wouldn't you want to be everything? Um, and, And I've accepted that that's okay. Like I can only be who he needs me to be, when he needs me to be her, and how, and what, and when, and why, and all that. So I've accepted that, and that's okay. And just really accepting the fact that I don't have the capacity to be where other people think I should be. Like, I just don't have it. And like, I literally am just accepting the fact that I only have the capacity to be who God needs me to be. And that capacity right now is filled up. Like I was talking about last time, you know, the venue being filled. Look, with God in my life, and my venue, it's filled right now. And like, I know for a fact it won't always be like that. But if that's what I need right now, I'm just trusting him, you know, like, Oh, if God told me my venue is going to be successful, as long as he's in it right now, majority of the time, majority of the space, he's taking up, you know, 93 seats in my venue, that's fine with me. And I was just thinking like, okay, so often I was trying to take on so much. So often, like as people in this world, we literally try to take on so much at one time. But sometimes, like I said on the last episode, we are literally just filled, filled completely to capacity, and that's okay. But then think about it. We're still trying to let others in. We still keep trying to open the doors when we feel to capacity. What happens when you go out, okay, let's say, you know, before when I was younger, you used to go to the clubs. And, you know, when they were filled to capacity, like, you couldn't, you couldn't get in. Like, you would have to wait outside and wait till somebody else left out so you can come in. But us as people, a lot of times we just, we keep the door open and we just let people come in. Come on, come on. We just keep taking on more things. We keep adding to our plate. We keep adding more events. We keep adding um, more tasks throughout our day. We keep adding, oh, another brunch here. Oh, a family event there. And like trying to juggle all these things. And really, I just wanted to talk about this because it's been such a, major breakthrough in my life, in my relationship with God. And just all around, just thinking like, I know so many people that do the same exact thing, but I was thinking like, okay, my venue is full, but what happens now? What happens now that it's full? What happens now that it's filled up and nothing else can come in and nothing else is going out. I'm not letting anything go, but I've, I keep taking on more and more and more. And I was asking myself, have I counted what this is costing me? Have I evaluated what it's costing me to, to be completely filled up? And I don't think I ever did. I never sat down and was like, what is this? What What is This um, overflowing venue costing me. What is this overflowing life, this busy life, this this need to do what I want to do? It wasn't even the need to stay busy. It's not even like I like being busy, but I was enjoying doing the things that I love to do. I was enjoying the things that I was just so passionate about doing. But but am I counting what it's costing me on the back end? No, absolutely not. So it's like, okay, I'm at the point now where I'm accepting that if I don't have the time to do what I love to do and need to do, there's no way that I can even begin to be there for anyone else. If I don't even have the time to do all these things that I'm so passionate about and so so just like obsessed with how do I have time to be there for others? How do I have time to put others ahead of myself? And this goes back to being compassionate. This goes back to being obedient. This goes back to um, accepting where God has me because it comes back to the fact that let's not wait. We're not waiting for what we want, we're just doing what God needs us to do in me waiting, I've realized that I'm no longer gonna pour from an empty cup and and actually, this past weekend or last weekend, I did get a glimpse of what that looks like. I got a glimpse of of why he took certain things away from me, of why, you know, the balance had been like it was, and that's why I finally want to share this because so many of us are struggling with this like we are literally struggling with trying to manage all of these things that we think we should be managing this goes for relationships with family keeping up relationships with friends this goes for our jobs um this goes for trying to work like three four jobs this goes for trying to be parents um and the energy that we give to being parents, like this, goes for like being on a health journey and trying to give your energy to that. This, these, these individual things are people in our venues. So look at it like that. Look at it like all these people, and they just walking around because you got to constantly do them. You constantly interacting with each one of these people in your venue. You're giving all of this energy to these people in your venue. How? How do you constantly keep giving all this energy? Like This is what I was asking myself. How can you do it? How can you give all this energy to all these different people, all these different places? How? You can't. There is no way. Unless God told me you need to be giving your energy to all these people. Is no way I should be doing that. And then what happens when when I'm off balance? What happens? I start beating myself up. Oh, the self-compassion goes out the window then. The judgment creeps in then. So now not only am I am I filled to capacity, I'm now not accepting anything coming my way. I'm not being kind. I'm not being accepting. I'm judging everything and everybody. And And that's where it comes in when it's like creating a healthy environment versus creating an environment that, that I should, I think I should be creating. We literally have to know our limits because when we don't know our limits, we are allowing anything. And when we start to allow anything, we start to act out of everything because now like you, you have no boundaries. You have, you have not set time aside for the things that are most important to God, not to you. Because when it comes to us, oh, but like this is important to me. This is important to me. I can't let these people go. I can't let these people go. This is family. These are my friends. Like, like, no, like it doesn't matter. It literally does not matter what happens. When we have no limits, like like it's just not healthy. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for us, for the people around us. We become everything that we're letting in in a negative way because we should not be doing all these things. We shouldn't be taking on all these things. And this goes for, you can only be doing three things. But if one of those things God ain't tell you to do, if one of those things he is not the right time for right now, it's like that. that's the smallest thing can knock you off. And when I tell you like this past season, I just felt like I was having such a hard time like balancing everything. So I literally had to let things go. Like that's the biggest one for me. Now I remember when I was even searching for peace in my life and I had like all this worry and and I just didn't understand it, but it was like, I was trying, again, it comes back. I was trying to do all these different things. I was trying to be all these different people. I was trying to like, like conquer the world. And God didn't create me to conquer the world. He created me to conquer the things that he need me to conquer. And I, again, got to be okay with that. We have to be okay with it. Because when we are not, then, again, we're constantly searching for more. We're constantly searching for other things. So remember, we have to know our limits and we have to understand what our limits will cost us because a lot of us want to just open our venue to everybody and think everybody can come in for free and think it's fine and think we can handle all these things and it'll be fine. But no. Everything that we let into our space, everything that we give our energy to is costing you something. And who's, who's paying? Who's paying to get in the venue? What are, what value is this adding to your life right now? And no matter if it's adding the best value ever again, if God didn't tell you that that's what you should be doing, just think about it, reevaluate it, pray about it, ask him to help you through it because it's costing you something, even if it's paying you literal, literal money. It's costing you something that you can't see right now. It's costing your family something that you can't see right now. It's costing your relationship something that you can't see right now. So we gotta know our limits. Sometimes, like I said in the last um, episode, like sometimes the cost. Is like that job that you've always wanted that you finally got that is great, but it's not aligned with where he's taking you. Sometimes the passions, like like the things that I've been thinking that I really want to do right now, it's like oh yeah no like I can't do that right now. Oh no, I can't buy that right now. It's like even with our money, like we we work so so hard for money, right? But then we are also spending it on everything. And like now I've gotten to the point where like I'm seeking God before I buy something. He like, nope, not yet. Nope. Not yet. Nope. Not yet. Okay, go ahead and do that. Okay. Go ahead and get that person this. Okay. Go ahead and do this. And like making sure I'm aligned there. But again, it's hard. Because we are so used to just spending our money however we want to. But then think about it. We're living our lives to make money. We're working all these jobs. We're busy working to make money, but we're spending all the money that we're making. How? How? Like, are we being patient with our money? Or are we judging it? Like, oh, no, it's going to come back. That's cool. And even the things that we do, like where we spend our time. What is What is you hanging around that person costing you? What is you saying no to that thing? What is that paying you? So now we're on the other end. Like, yeah, we're counting the cost. But when you're doing what God needs you to do, it's paying you. It's paying you with the peace that you need, with the happiness that you've been searching for, with the fulfillment that you've always desired. Your no is paying you. Your no To not let certain people in your venue is paying you on the back end because that gives God more room in your venue and he's going to multiply it regardless of what it looks like. And the reason why I wanted to come back and do like a little quick bonus on this, because too many of us are working at full capacity. Too many of us are working at full capacity Every day we wake up and our venue is completely filled. We're not saying no. We're not setting boundaries. We're allowing people in our lives that, that yeah, they've been in your life for this whole time, but maybe for this season, it's time to do this because I need these people to come in your life and do this. God might be trying to pay us. He might be trying to add something to us. He might be trying, like the things that we've been praying for, he's trying to to make it happen. But we are we're so stuck. Like we're like, okay, God, but just let them in. Let them in the venue. Like, no, there's no room for God to bless us sometimes because our venue is full. Our plate is full. That's like, you know, you eat and you got a plate, but it's it's filled with all this stuff. Like, oh, you want me to just put it on top? But it's not gonna give you what it's meant to give you if I put it on top. If I put it on top with all the rest of the stuff you got to eat, how you going to get what what is meant to give? I just need you to have this one thing on your plate. I just need you to have these these few things on your plate. That's going to cause us to sacrifice like so much and that's what I'm realizing. I'm realizing that it's okay To not have the capacity. And if people don't understand that. That's on them. It goes back to. You are being obedient to God. And if other people don't understand it. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And yes it's going to hurt them. It might hurt you. It's going to be confusing to them. It might be real confusing to you. And it's going to be hard for them. Because it's new and it's different. But that's okay. It's okay that, that things in life are hard. When we're being obedient, it's okay that things are confusing when we're being obedient. It's okay that things may hurt so badly when we're being obedient. It's okay. And yes, like you might cry like nights in a row because you don't understand and it doesn't make sense. And like you just want things to work out and you don't understand it. And God has you in a place where it's confusing, but trust in the process loving yourself through everything that he has you in surrounding yourself with people who are exactly where you are who can who can lift you up when you fall and and you can lift them up when they fall because it's a it's an everyday journey like we talked about this past season and it's okay another thing that, I wanted to talk about is in letting things in, in making choices, and setting boundaries, and all these things that really like affect us. Because a lot of times the reason why it's harder for us to make different changes in our lives or to stop letting people in or start letting things in, we we are overthinking, like I said, about some someone else's reaction or someone else's thoughts. Like, oh, what will they say? What will they think? Well, it really doesn't matter what they say or what they think, let's be honest. But in us wanting to become a a reflection of who our father is, we have to come to a place where we don't compare ourselves to what other people say about us. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, what other people think just doesn't matter. And this is a very hard thing. But when we think about it, the only thing that matters is what our father says we should be, who we should be, who we will be, and who we are in him. Like, that's the only thing that matters. So if I carry myself like royalty because I am royalty. Point blank period. Um, and just thinking about that, like okay, we are all royalty, we should carry ourselves as such. So you can't treat me any kind of way to the people in our lives, like they just can't because we are royalty and like they can't talk to us any kind of way. Again, our capacity, what are we allowing in? Our venue being full. What is it that what are we showing people? Like, are we showing people through the way that we love ourselves like me, at the end of the day, I'm going to take my time. If I'm trying to figure out what's going on in my life, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to pause. I'm not going to be controlling. I'm not going to put myself in spaces where my mind can be tainted. I'm going to come to the one who who knows me, who knows who I am, what I should be doing. And that's that. Like You cannot care. If somebody else's standards and self compassion for themselves is low, your father already says that you are royalty. So you have to pick your head up. You have to do what you need to do. How do you have to guard your palace? Is it guarded? What's guarding it? What boundaries is guarding your palace, your venue, your royalty? What, like you have jewels inside of you. What's coming in to steal from you? What are you allowing in? Like, think about it. Like, when I'm saying venue and royalty, think about it from that perspective. You have to think about the palace. Think about protecting it. Think about God protecting your palace. Think about how much He loves you, how much His armor will protect your palace. Just think about it in that way. How are you protecting it? What do you have in place? And and that's it. Like It's not something that we have to keep talking about because we know what we should do. At this point, we know what we should do, but are we doing it? That's the question. And if we are not doing it, why aren't we doing it? Why are we afraid? So that's what we have to figure out now. What's keeping me back from being obedient? What's keeping me in this place of hurt? What am I holding on to? Why am I holding on to this? This is where the self-awareness comes in. This is where we realize what we have been struggling with and we attack it head on because this is not who I want to be. I don't want to be trying to balance my life for the rest of my life. That's not That's not what God wants my life to look like. And if he's going to use us, what should our life look like? So a new thing that God had been doing in my life was just allowing me to journal. But when it was so weird, like when I was journaling things, I was, it was like looking like a poem. So I wanted to share one of these. I might share two, but we'll just see. So this one is called God's Path. God's path. God created this path for me. On this path, I walk alone. I follow as he leads. Sometimes it gets dark and I can't see. Sometimes it gets hard and I can't breathe, but I know you're there with me. This path I follow is my home. Better get familiar here, but wait. You know at night when you're walking through your home, And you don't want to turn on the lights, but you trust that you know this place so much that even when you stub your toe or you hit your knee that this is home. Well, my walk with God has been like that. I start crying out to him when I stub my toe so badly that I don't feel like I can get up. So I lay there and I cry, but I'm safe because I'm at home. I'm safe because I know this place won't hurt me. I'm crying because I'm in pain. But in that moment, I can't remember that it won't last forever. Yeah, the pain won't last forever. So you mean to tell me I don't have to leave this place because I stubbed my toe? God allowed me to stub my toe so that I can help my kids if they stub their toe in the dark? God allowed me to stub my toe so that I can depend on him to get back up and keep walking. Even when the lights are off. Yeah, even when the lights are off. But understand, I'm not talking about a stubbed toe. I'm talking about a testimony. I'm talking about using my pain for someone else's gain. You're safe because you're at home. Your purpose is God's path. God's path is your home. You're safe when you're walking on his path. You're protected. When you're walking on his path. That doesn't mean you won't stub your toe on his path. That doesn't mean you won't need to cry out to him on his path. That doesn't mean that you won't feel lost on his path. That doesn't mean that you won't feel uneasy on his path. That doesn't mean that you won't feel like you can't get up on his path. It just means you must rely on him on his path. Because it's his path. Royalty. Everything I am is him. People may look at me and think, she thinks she's the... But I'm just guarded. I'm precious cargo because my daddy told me so. I guard my space. I guard my voice. I guard my peace. I guard my spirit. I guard my wellness. I guard my joy. Guarded by his armor. Everything I am is him. I want to become more of a reflection of my father. I don't compare myself to what man says about me. I compare myself to who my father says I should be, who he's shown me I will be, and who I know I am in him. I carry myself like royalty because I am royalty. But see, we are all royalty, and we should carry ourselves as such. You can't treat me any kind of way because I'm royalty. You can't talk to me any kind of way because I'm royalty. You can't hurt me any kind of way. I'm royalty. I deserve to be treated as royalty. I don't care if your standards for yourself are low. Your father says you're royalty. Pick your head up. I used to be this girl that wanted to be liked and loved by everyone. Now I don't care who likes or loves me. You don't have to like me at all. I'm royalty. I'm royalty. I'm royalty, see? I'm royalty.